Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 225. Tonight, Matt and Doug talk about auditioning methods. They discuss auditioning their client work on various speakers and devices, strategies for listening, and using tools to help isolate and detect problems. Enjoy the show. Something was routing incorrectly, but it's, I think it's fine now. That's cool. But that's why I auditioned this stuff beforehand. Yeah, well, it's good to, you know. I tell my kids too, you know, even if you're not going to hop on the Zoom until the Zoom starts, you got to show up early, get your stuff set up, check your mic, check your headphones, check, you know, I mean, you know, I sit down, I got to make sure I'm using the right, you know, the right microphone, not my webcam microphone. There's a lot of pre-check stuff that goes into these things. We're not just a couple of pretty faces here that show up and know, and and everything just works all the time. It's not magic. It's not magic. (laughs) We no. work at this. No, that's why we don't do video <laughs> because, we, you know, it's just too good looking, you know. That's the reason. <laughs> yeah, I was having, uh, I was enjoying our talk last time about REW. And uh, after our after our chat, I did get inspired to order some uh, isolation stands for my monitors. All right. Um, which. Did they come? Did no, they come? they're in transit. Uh, <sighs> at two o'clock this morning, they were in Arizona. And at two o'clock this afternoon, they were north of Los Angeles. So they're still on the way, but I, I'm not holding my breath that they'll be here before I go to bed. That's okay. Well, when you told me earlier today that you were tracking your stands, I, I had this <laughs> vision in my head of you, like with a microphone up on your stands. That's so and... funny. Like I, uh, I, choice of words there. I was tracking, the, tracking the package. <laughs> It's like, wait, well, you checking for you know resonances exactly. from your monitors coming through the stand? Yeah, no, see, but, that would uh, be really. That sounds like that's more like something you would do. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I have done doing it. a 3D resonance of my stands so that I can subtract them through a subtractive EQ um, IR impulse. <laughs> no, not quite. That'd be funny though. So long week. It's over. It is. This is uh, Friday was like, you ever have those dreams where you're like running, trying to catch something and it keeps getting further away. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's what Friday has been like all week. Yeah. I thought today was Saturday. Yesterday was so Friday. Oh, yesterday was very Friday. I said, it's so funny because I said that to my wife and then later talked to you and you're like, it's, it's so Friday today. (laughs) And it's it's literally got done. Yeah. We had like this, uh, this elusive Friday connection. That's <laughs> true. Know? Yeah. I don't know what it was. This week was just a bear. And, uh, I, by three o'clock, I was so over it that I just decided to call it quits and took a nap. I, could, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't deal with it anymore, which is another reason I did vocal warmups. Cause you know, if you go to sleep, you kind of, your voice gets all weird. Kind of. Mine does. So maybe yours man, doesn't. <laughs> Wolfman Jack kind of thing going on. Yeah. The jackhammer stopped. The oh, yeah. crows went away. The leaf, the leaf blower, boy, he went on a lot longer than I expected, but he's done. And uh, yeah, now it's just me and swallowing the wrong way. <laughs> I'm good to go now. So it's like, what what are the arch enemies of the Shred Studio? Um, that would be jackhammers, jackhammers crows, crows, and 
Definitely leaf blowers. <laughs> and leaf blowers. But also things falling on the roof. I mean, I'm under a tree and it's been so crazy windy lately that it's just like... Um, pe- Is it a metal roof or no, it's, asphalt? Um, or? It's like, uh, it's, I guess, plywood with shingles yeah, I mean, on it. Yeah, you're roofing material. It's shingles. It shingles? Yeah. yeah, no, it's not like... Um, it's not like corrugated uh, galvanized steel or anything like that, but it's uh, you know, if 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 a piece of branch falls on it, you hear it. <laughs> Hopefully, like in between your talking, where you can just cut that out. Yeah, know? it's it's rarely actually disruptive, but it does it does startle me when it happens. I need a plug-in that just like cuts all all the gaps out, just takes them out completely. Mm. I wonder if one exists because by the time I get done post, you know, like, like Asia's running around or, oh. or if something like that happens, you know, and just, you don't mean like a, do you mean like a noise gate or do you mean like it sh- shrinks everything? No, nah, I just want it to detect when the, um, when, when the levels are at 50 DB or below, just cut it yeah. out. Just cut just it. Just cut it. Not like a gate, because gates are weird. Yeah, they can flutter. I don't like that. Yeah. And then end up with, like, the first part of your word getting cut yeah. off. And... Yeah, I've been playing with I've been playing with noise gate settings. I have a couple noise gates I choose between, and I've been playing with settings. And I, I haven't found anything that's exactly right. But <clears throat> Yeah. Well, I'm using a hardware gate right now. Mm. And it's just very, you know, it's just really lightly touching it um, yeah you know as i look as i look at my waveform you know as we're talking and going through the show i'm like oh look at all this post edit <laughs> well hardware gates are tough because uh, your signal is baked in right so you yeah. can't get anything that was chopped off you can't get it back i can always like right. adjust mine if i needed to and the noise is still there for better or for worse but yeah i do a lot of post yeah so i have this on just light it's just covering my noise floor i don't know where it's at it's probably uh, uh, anything um, minus sixty and below is just cut. Oh, okay, I'm I'm more I'm less conservative. I'm minus thirty eight. Oh, uh, yeah. If I set mine to minus thirty eight, it'll start getting into my voice mm. in that neighborhood. So I'm usually I mean my noise floor is like fifty eight minus fifty eight. Yeah, mine varies. You know, what I forgot to mention last time is it was it's good. They recommend you have a um your own. Um, noise meter and there are apps on your phone that can do that you know to tell your ambient room sound and to, to calibrate your, your signal coming from uh, your speakers i can actually i can actually see it with my mic you know just in my uh metering with my microphone yeah i the the instructions for rew mentioned they they recommend you you use a, a, a external like non computer uh meter I mean, I'm sure the one that's built yeah. in is fine, but it's good to have. That's all I've ever used. I mean, I use the calibration mic as an SPL meter, yeah. so it's measuring the noise floor too. Yeah, I had, I've not had any problem with that, but it's kind of cool to double check with. And it's not hard to get an app for your phone to do that. Yeah, I've thought about getting a, uh, a regular handheld mm-hmm. SPL meter. That's the one that they're recommending, one of those that uh, with the built-in microphone on it and stuff. They actually make one, but it's kind of spending. It's sort of frivolous, but um, they make an SPL meter, um, like a digital display you can hang on your wall in the studio that oh, yeah. has a microphone on it. And then you can, th- that's kind of cool looking. I was going to say, you know? it's probably, <laughs> it makes it, your room look much more official 
but it's probably not that necessary. But but I no. bet it looks cool. But but it would look really cool. It'd be even cooler if it like if the you could make it change colors like the the LED. Oh uh, yeah, LCD light would uh, change color. Yeah, that would be cool. Like a <laughs> so, like some <laughs> like a lava some lamp. VU meters on it or something. Yeah. All kinds of stuff you could do. So that was last week's topic, though. But this week's topic is something else altogether. This week's topic, we are talking about how do you audition your audio? Yeah, like I didn't try to get us into that already two times. <laughs> oh, see, I guess I fumbled. You, you <laughs> gave me the handoff and I fumbled the ball. Sorry, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I, gotta... I think, I th- yeah, I, I mean, obviously I want to get in on this conversation, but from what we were talking about and listeners if you don't know like matt and i like like chat a lot (laughs) and and just you know it it usually starts out with got a topic idea no (laughs) (laughs) and this is the day of (laughs) and then uh, just start shooting stuff around what are you interested in this week what do you you know and then um we got into we were talking about uh um i did a master on a on a practice mix matt did and matt gave me some feedback on it that the stereo image was out of balance and then come to find out he didn't have his headphones plugged in all the way and he was only hearing it out of his right side like a dumb dumb because <laughs> i'm like well i thought it was a little bit right or you thought it was left actually and i was like well i thought it was a little bit right honestly i was getting a partial <laughs> signal on the other side which is why i thought that it was because uh, like only the center was off um, the yeah. size and I was like, normal. do you have your left and right reversed? You know, <laughs> I was like, I had to go check my wire. Do I have my left and right reversed? Because I certainly heard that on the right a little bit, you know, but. And that is true. The, but, the, the secondary <laughs> vocal was a little bit like, you know, 10%, you know, off. And that was on purpose, but yeah. And then we started talking about, okay, so how do you, you know, how do you audition? Cause I was listening to mixes yesterday through, uh, my, you know, Amazon Alexa, which is replaced basically my car test the old car test and i figure if it sounds good through there then i know it sounds good and so yeah so that's what we were talking about how do you how do you listen to your audio as you know to proof it to prove that it's uh what you want it to be yeah um and you know and as I, i mentioned to you i i don't often go any further than my my mains and that's solely because i have auditioned on so many other things so many times before now that I understand what I'm hearing yeah. out of my main. So I know it's going to translate, you know, when I get the sound that I'm looking for, but I still do some stuff. Like I know I've talked about my streaming media server. It's on my home network. And so I can connect through SMB or Samba and transfer files into my network streamer. And so after I bounce a file, then I'll, I'll send it up uh, to the network streamer and then go listen on my hi-fi. And then I'll put that, I like to get that MP3 or wave, usually wave actually, onto my phone. And so I usually like just, I text message it to myself. Do you really? That's, <laughs> yeah. Because it's, I can... You know, on my Mac, I can oh, use yeah, the yeah, Messages yeah. app. I never thought of that. And just drop it in there and text it. And then I got it in like 30 seconds, you know. Um, it's the fastest way I've found versus like uploading to Drive and then downloading back again. You know, I just play it from the text message, you know. So, um, and then delete it 
but uh, uh, once it's on my phone, then I, I listen to I like to listen on my phone speakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I was going to mention. Yeah. That. And uh, and then my AirPods. AirPods are not known to have great bass. So it's always important to me to see how a song will translate on to them, knowing that, you know, I know what bass I had in out of my mains in the studio. I had a lot of bass, for example. Right. But that's not going to that's not going to get reproduced in my AirPods. So how does it sound without that? You know? Yeah, that's why it's important, because there's no bass yeah. response, but you want to make sure you can hear it on small speakers like that. Yeah. But again, I mean, every time I do it now, I, yeah, okay, that's it. That's what I expected. <laughs> and and it's just because I've done it so many times. Right. I've gotten to a point where, you know, I'm going to, why don't I trust my mains? How come I'm, I'm taking this out and listening everywhere still? Well, I think it's good I mean, to to do that check. I think it's important. Yeah, but the thing is, is that that's I only do that maybe ten or fifteen percent of the time now, yeah. and it just depends on like the song's a little different genre or right something about it, you know. Yeah, that's that's a good place to be. And my my mains are new enough that uh, it's not that I don't trust them. It's just that I'm not. I'm still not quite used to them. I mean, I, I whenever I can, I listen to just listen to music through them for pleasure, just to get the sound of what they sound like in the room, and that way, I'm used to what music is supposed to sound like coming out of them. But yeah, uh, I've never had before. I bought these like reliable, you know, near field monitors and a, a reliable space to play them in. So I'm so used to. Um, using headphones, which is what I use for, uh, you know, probably about 50% of what I'm doing and definitely what I use for my close editing, like uh, vocal editing and all the fine stuff, listening for mouth clicks and, and, you know, pops and, and bad edits and and stuff like that. I definitely use, um, my Sony cans for that. But, um, yeah, so I, I mix a lot now in the cans. I have my, you know, I have a headphones hanging off my desk. Yeah. And those are there for, you know, uh, for confidence checks and stuff, just to, my signal's always going into my phones um, and to my mains. So at any point in time, I can just grab my phones and like double check something, right. you know, but that's all I really use those for is just to, to check, am I hearing what I thought I just heard type of yeah. thing? But I don't have the bass reproduction in my cans that I do in open air. Right. And uh, so it's usually not to check that, but it's like to... To hear something maybe that, um, you know, in a closed back environment that I want to make sure, did I just hear that? And then go ahead and double check because it's a little bit uh, more enclosed environment. Exactly. Than, uh, yeah. Headphones, you know. Yeah. I'm wearing open backs right now, but I have, I only use closed backs for, for mixing and auditioning. Yeah. Hey, Crow. I know. You can totally hear him now. It's, it's, they're having a party out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would go shoo away, but that would be more disruptive than just editing it out. Um. So yeah, so I do a lot more mixing on the mains now. I do, I still do uh, some of the mixing on the cans, and and then I do checks on my earbuds. I have a a couple of pairs that are the same pair because when I found that I liked them, I went and bought a few pairs of them. Um, there's some there's some little Panasonic wired earbuds that I really know the sound very well, and I use those for kind of like small speaker check. And then one thing that I do, I used to do more of that mixing and mono thing, um, which I will still do just to make sure I have the blend right. God dang it, that stupid crow. Um, <laughs> I, I do the mixing and mono to make sure I have the blend right. Carl's like mono too. But um, yeah, 
They are mono, um, monochromatic and mono. But I will, I'll drop one earbud out and just listen on one earbud. And uh, that kind of changes the way your brain pays attention to the music. And you really hear stuff that, you know, maybe psychoacoustically you would have not noticed was something was, oh, hey, that's louder than I thought it was. Or, oh, that's quieter than I thought it was. You'll notice when you, when you only have one earbud in. Uh, it should really yeah. be a pretty even mix, and if it's and your brain can get fooled, uh, especially listening for a, a period of time. So that's a, that's a good way to do it. And then I mentioned Alexa and the and then the phone thing. So I, I did want to ask because you mentioned checking on your phone, and uh, that is a good way to test how not only how it sounds on small speakers, but I do find that sometimes you know really well mixed and mastered music actually doesn't sound bad coming out of an iPhone speaker. But what do you think about those plugins like Mix Checker that emulate all those different scenarios? And you'd like click a button and it emulates a car and you click another button and it emulates a television. And you know what I mean? How do you feel about those? Yeah, about the same way I feel about browser check plugins, you know? <laughs> yeah, me too. Here's what it would look like on an iPad, maybe. You know, I, I'd rather just listen to it on my iPad. So I guess, you know, that thing is, is that I've, I have lots of different devices that I've accumulated over the years mm -hmm. to, for this reason, you know, um, it's analog. I, I, I just want to, I want to hear it on the real thing, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. So a lot of like, I, I've seen like the old studio trick is you have like your mains, like your Tannoys or your whatever. And then you have like their, your weirder ones, like your, your NS10s, which, you know, if yeah. it sounds good on that. It reproduces the mid-range and nothing else is probably good. And I have an EQ uh, setting that yeah, I made you know, to I've do got that. An, I got an old pair of just, and they just, they sound really good. Actually. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a five inch M audios. Um, the BX fives mm -hmm. had them for a long time. A long time ago, these were my, the only thing I had. So I still keep them on my desk and those, they are akin to, and maybe not as dry as an, as an NS, NS10, you know, but they're definitely don't, you know, they're only a five inch right driver and stuff with a, a base port in the I back. Think right? a, I think it's a one inch and it's got a base port in yeah. the back. They go down to 50 Hertz and they actually do. I've measured it. They, they do it well. I've got them sitting on a set of custom isolation pads that I built. Right. Right. I remember I you telling me about that. Isolation pads. So I had to laugh earlier because I, I have actually measured isolation pads before. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I've, I've got the old cheap and dirty monitors that if if it sounds good on them, it it's good. Yeah. And if it doesn't sound good, it will let you know. I think another thing I want uh, to mention about auditioning on my mains, yeah, I guess on these monitors too, but I haven't in a long time, is... I do, yeah, you know, like the mono signal that you were talking about, mm -hmm. and then I'll do flip-flop phase polarity. Oh, that's a good one too, yeah. And uh, so I do a few checks like that just to check to make sure that the things you know that I've done that are like in mid-side stuff aren't like messing with uh, with phase or something like that. Normally, I don't I don't have a lot of risk in that type of thing with what I do, but I like to check it that way because it gives me a a good idea of how this actually sounds. And then I, I also have another tool where I can listen to right only, left only, or just the mids only, 
or then combinations of like mid and left and mid and right, or just left and right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I can audition that way too. It's all on the same set of uh, on my mains, but then I can just kind of check all that, and that's that's a good thing to do. It'll reveal things that you may not have heard when it's all grouped together, right. and kind of isolate things. Oh well, yeah, yeah, check that on the left side. You know, it's, it's just something that you might catch, and you know, so that's that's really nice, and it doesn't take long to do. No, well, do you have a balance control on your monitor? Um, your monitor controller could you just like turn it to one side and then the other side just to get a fake mono signal or or not no i well i've got a mono control Mm -hmm. but i don't have a balance control so i use i use the uh, flux stereo tool right okay plugin and that's what i use for going and uh left and right channels only and flipping phase it's nice because i can flip phase both directions there's a phase on the left or the phase on the right for you can flip phase on both of them if you want and reverse. <laughs> so yeah. whatever, you know, and just basically listen to the left on the right and the right on the left if you want to. So, and all completely backwards out of phase too. Yeah, I use the the, the free um, Panipulator plugin from Boz, um, Boz Labs. They, that, it does the same thing. You can do mono, left only, right only, flip both. It's uh, it's always lives on my stereo bus and it's great for those kind of checks. Yeah. And this has a, what is it, a, a gonometer? Oh, that's cool too. So you can see what your stereo image visualization is. And uh, I think those are always interesting. I, I have several different meters that I look at and compare stuff to. Yeah, gonometers are cool. I mean, honestly, I mean, to to put it out there, I use the, the um, let me pull it up. I use the metric AB. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great plugin. plugin. And there's so much to it. I use the playback and spectrum tabs on on that, the tools that are built into it all the time. The other stuff, eh, you know, a little bit, <laughs> not so much. I don't use it for loudness and stuff like that. I, I've got other metering tools that I use for that. Yeah, I use that for reference checks. I don't use it for loudness, but I do. I will use it for like the stereo, and then I'll use it by, band by band for a reference check against... Uh, Similar song. Yeah. Well, if you haven't noticed, in the uh, right above the AB button, there's a mono left, what is it, center, right, or just sides buttons. Yep. And so you, you can audition those channels alone just in the plugin like that, too. So I use that. Cool. Jackhammer's back. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I'm glad you can't hear it. Or maybe you can. <laughs> I can't. Uh, it's because of my nice noise gate. Um, yeah. So I was going to say for uh, those, those M audio speakers that you have, that used to be my mains was the one down from those M audios. I had the I think four inch driver ones and they actually okay. sounded pretty good. I mean, yeah, they have the bass port, which is, you know, a little kludgy, but yeah, they didn't sound bad. I was thinking well, more like these... computer speakers. Like those are going to be your, what they call the grot boxes, you know? I had these paired up with my sub. Oh. And it was fantastic. It was a great mixing environment, you know, a setup. Yeah, but that sounded all right. You know, and I mean, BX5s, I, I don't know. You know, they're M audios. They're, I don't know. I actually got them because they were damaged. I got them for like really cheap. Mm. They had a shelf they were sitting on. They were display model and the shelf fell down. Oh, no. and so they got like, one of them's got like a big like divot in it. And the other, I don't know. And, 
So they're damaged, but it wasn't, it didn't hurt the drivers or anything. It just hurt them cosmetically, right. you know? I was like, yeah, I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, floor models is a great way to uh, to get <laughs> stuff that's basically either lightly used or unused that they just can't sell as new. But that sounds like a little more than <laughs> just a floor model. Yeah. Uh, I forget. My mains, are, my mains are custom. They're, the, one thing I was going to bring up is like you're working in a near-field environment. Right. And I think that lends itself more to the need of auditioning on different devices than me because I'm working in a full range, far field environment. I agree because you can tune your room and have it be that way and and do DSP and it's basically one size fits all because it just it's there. Yeah, and it's full range. Right. So I know what's I know what is in the material. You know, when I'm I'm hearing it. Right. And and if it's there and it's balanced well, and again, I've practiced, I've gone out to all these different devices and and other rooms and things like that and listened and in the car and I just know them. Yeah. That's a good place to be. What's the what's the weirdest thing you've um you've auditioned on? I don't know, on the toilet? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the phone is a good one. I was thinking about like when uh, I, th- I was trying to figure, remember who it was. I, think I was, it was just Joe Barisi. Just remembering that. What's that? What's that show? Or you know, Hollywood? No. So, yeah, I know which one you're talking so about. So Jack, where's the word? Where's the weirdest you know, place what? you've had sex in the butt? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were gonna say. Show uh, was that? It was the newlywed game, that, wasn't it? No. No. I mean, it's the from the that, 70s. That was a long time ago. The guy that used to be in Hogan's Heroes used to host that show. It wasn't it the Newlywed Game? No. I don't think so. I, I thought it was Family Feud or something mm. like that. <laughs> anyway, I was <laughs> well, thinking Alex, uh, something else entirely. <laughs> Welcome to the Indie Music Podcast. Um, I was going to say, I think it was Joe Barisi who says he has a boombox. A boom box that he uses as his his grout box. Like if it sounds good coming out of his boom box, which he has hooked up to his desk, um, then it's good. Interesting. I wish I had a boom box. I think computer speakers. I think computer speakers would be a good approximation of that. If you have okay computer speakers, like the ones that used to come with your Dell <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a this little. It's a mono globe. Bluetooth speaker. Oh, yeah. Bluetooth speakers. I mean, I mentioned Alexa, but those, uh, I, you know, the, the kids today, uh, yeah, Bluetooth speakers are are um, something that that uh, music should be sounding good through. In fact, you know what? My kid has one. I swear you know, it's the size. listen in mono. I swear it's the size of a walnut, like a big walnut. It's it's it's, it's like rubber coated. And he bought it because he, they could, he could take it in the shower and he plays that freaking thing so loud that over the shower in the next room, you can hear the music clearly out of this tiny little Bluetooth <laughs> speaker. And yes, it drives me crazy, but I'm so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's also the kind of thing you should be checking through. Because the whole point is yeah. translation. You want it to sound good on whatever people are listening to it on, right? Yeah, you know, I've had people um, come back and, and say, hey, you know, this... Sounds really good, like on my phone and stuff, but it's not translating well to this 
to this other speaker that I've been listening on. And uh, I was like, gosh, yeah, I wonder what that is, you know. And, and uh, they were auditioning the masters on a a live um, stage vocal monitor. Oh, really? Yeah, like a like a PA monitor. Yeah, like the ones like a like you a know, wedge, like you'd put on stage. Yeah, like a wedge. Uh, those are not full range. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I, I don't. I I don't have one of those, <laughs> so I can see where I missed it there. You know, I I think we eventually got it, it was because their expectation was it's going to sound good on the monitor. Yeah, and I was. It's one of those where it's like you really want to say, "Hey, <laughs> this master's good, right?" And I know you're listening to it on that speaker, but that speaker's not good, right? And so I would like you to trust me here. What do you say? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, yeah, it should sound good on a PA, but not on a yeah. wedge. <laughs> not on a wedge. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky one. I I have had to I have had to, and sometimes you do have to go back and say, "Oh, you, wait, I thought it sounded great, and you don't think it sounds good. What are you listening to it on?" And they'll go, "Oh, yeah, I'm just you know playing it in my." you know, my brother's car or whatever, like, well, maybe do it on something else before you come to any conclusions. Yep. I mean, have you ever considered that your mixes could potentially get played in a, in an arena PA system? Have I considered it? Yeah, yeah. I considered it. I don't have any way of testing that out, but um, <laughs> I do think about that. That's when you want to have, that's, that's when it's important to be able to, have a handle on reproducing and hearing the low end. Yeah, absolutely. Down as far as you can go. Cause if it gets out to a system like that, that, and they've got like a, a, a full line array of subwoofers mm-hmm. and they could have six to 10 subs on each side, you know, plus then uh, the mains. I don't know that anything I've ever done has been played in an arena. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear <laughs> that though uh, you know just to get an idea uh now i'm getting all sad because i miss going to see live music yeah true <laughs> i'm doing a live gig tomorrow night right, yeah yeah i i have bought my that. first concert tickets in over a year i'm gonna go see some shows in august i'm gonna see a show i'm excited nice see my friends again yeah my uh uh band is in town app has started giving me notifications again yeah i mean yeah mine's been blowing up if only I lived in those places. <laughs> yeah, I think you can. Can't you tune that to have it only tell you when they're actually going to be yeah, within I think driving I've got distance? It, like, within, within 120 miles yeah. or something like that. Nothing's any closer. So, yeah, I'm probably not driving 100 miles to see anything. <laughs> I mean, I've done it. You can go up to Chicago or down to St. Louis, and you know that's that's where the big uh, concerts are. I guess I'm spoiled. Yeah, you are. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Like. <laughs> San Jose is is already too far. Oh, I like San Jose. Yeah, I saw Ozzy Osbourne there. Oh, did yeah. you? Yes. Uh, um, Slash's Snake Pit opened for them with Miles Kennedy singing Guns N' Roses song. And um, then Ozzy played all his hits. That was a great show. I took my kids to that. It's far, though. It's like almost spend the night far for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Concerts. <laughs> How about this put this podcast? What do you audition this podcast? Do I audition this podcast? Um, 
Good question. I have, I, but I don't anymore. I I used to do what I what I you know in the early days before I had all this all my all my chains dialed in. I used to do what I do with music, which is uh, I, I'm going to try your text thing, but I I throw it on Dropbox and then I just play it through my earbuds with the Dropbox player while I'm out taking a walk. Yeah. And I did do that in the beginning, um, just to make sure it translated the way I thought it did. But now, like you, I have it all dialed in, and I know exactly what it's going to sound like. So I, I don't. Yeah, I do all mine in my headphones. Yeah, same. So the podcast, literally everything, this whole podcast, from where we're recording right now to when I go into post and and uh, um, and do that work on the backside. It's everything's. I used to do it like in my monitors, but I don't even. I just throw the headphones on now and do it in that. Yeah, I do too. Because if I ever play this out loud, it's only by accident. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So yeah. Anyway, I mean, that's pretty much everything that how I audition. You know, it's it's pretty simple on my you know for my stuff. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward for me, and and not atypical. But I, I I do think it's important to. Know your speakers well. Try it on a few different things so that you know that it translates. Um, try the left ear only trick or the mono trick or the, you know, flip the phase trick. I like that. I'm going to use that one more. Yeah. Now, one thing, you know, if I were, if there was one, like, want, definitely not a need, but I would like to really have a set of, a pair of uh, Aventone cubes. Mm-hmm. And I would probably replace the M audios with those. Because then I would use, you know, that that would be really useful for all kinds of stuff. That would be even more, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the NS10s are more, I think those would be a lot more unforgiving. That's the word, unforgiving. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned I have one and it's just sitting here and I'm just using it as a as a stand. <laughs> it's a, it's a, an Aventone? Well, it's a Baritone. It's made by Behringer, but it's an Aventone clone. And uh, Is it powered? Yeah, it's powered. You should set it up and use it as a mono or center. I, I know I have it right here, and uh, it's it's ready to go. I just forget to use it. It's, it's what my uh, it's it's right now. It's just it's a stand for my interface and my desk fan. <laughs> Mailing you a booklet of post-it notes. <laughs> I have post-it, notes. and I'm going to write on the top one. <laughs> hook, hook up, up ba- your baritone. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's got a little five-inch driver. Here's what happened. I took the baritone, and I liked it. And uh, I was using it. I'm looking it up right now. And then I went and I looked at the manual, and then I took the EQ curve that it uses, and I made an EQ preset, and now I use the EQ preset instead of actually running things through the baritone. I have the preset called Bad Speaker, and I check that. (laughs) I I check mixes through that, and if I can hear everything, then it's pretty good. Uh, there's another brand, Oratone. Yes, I didn't find yours. I don't. They maybe just sound cubes. Yeah, there's there's been a few Oratone and SoundCube um, clones because the original one has uh, been discontinued for a while. I, I'm assuming these less expensive ones are not powered. Like the last thing I want to do is add another amplifier just to run some mix cubes. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past you though. <laughs> you got room. I do have room. And I don't like having a room. I think the room should be filled up with stuff. I agree. You have a nice big you know, room. I mean, and it there's nothing be... lonelier than an empty rack space. <laughs> but your room should be clean. It should only be filled with sound. Well, maybe a couple of plants. <laughs> sounds, 
sound reproduction, amplifiers, guitars, guitar stands, a mic stand. And one of those Marshall uh, amp mini fridges. Oh, God, I won't. But that, I'll have to put that in the other room because those make noise. Oh, that's true. Yeah, put that on your Christmas list. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted one of those. I just actually saw a Marshall head floor mat. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. And, and so it looks, it's really cool. It, I mean, they did a nice job and it looks like, I'm like, man, I'd like to have that like it coming into the studio door. I have a floor have a mat little... coming into my studio. I should get one of those Marshall ones, man. <laughs> I'm putting that on my Christmas list. <laughs> I think I saw that marketplace or something the other day. Cool. It fooled me because at first I thought it was a plug-in. Oh, wow. A Marshall plug-in. But I looked closer because it didn't look like a real head, you know? Yeah. But it, it looked like a like a plug-in ad. But then I realized, oh, that's, that's a floor mat. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's hard to tell sometimes. All right. Well, anyway. So, listeners, how do you audition your music? And how do you listen to this podcast? <laughs> do you listen on an oratone? Do you listen on anything that you can leave a review or <laughs> Because that would rating? be fantastic if you could leave a review <laughs> and tell your friends about it. I love that idea. <laughs> I love it, too. <laughs> Anyway, thanks so much for listening. We do appreciate you, and uh, we hope you have a great week making music. Yeah, thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating. Can't you see I'm recording here? Yeah, look at the sign. This is the shred. No jackhammer zone. <laughs>